This song, no. this song is an acid trip inside of happiness, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm terrified. Hello, and welcome to Is This Music? This is not music. A comedic music review podcast normally hosted by myself, Sister Charles Ann, and my adorable dipshit of a husband, Joe. Unfortunately, I am not available for this installment, so Joe is once again joined by author and musician extraordinaire Chillicothe, Missouri's own L. David Hessler. So sit back, relax, take your mind off the fucking coronavirus, and let the boys bore the shit out of you with their inane opinions about Music. Enjoy. Okay, let's talk about some music. Um, All right, music. I'm new on. music. Hey. Yeah. It's new music with Joe. There you go. Did you listen to Dance Monkey by Tones and I? I did. Oh, yes. Yes. I never know, like, half the bands that you send to me. Uh-huh. Um, so I never heard of this band before. Yeah, I hadn't either. Oh, I love them. I love them. <laughs> yeah, it's way outside of my my set of tastes, but it's it's fun. It's it's just she has such a weird idiosyncratic voice. Yeah. Um. Kind of halfway between like Macy Gray and Bjork. I don't know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's perfect. I so I I love the I love her voice. Uh huh. I love. I try not to watch the videos. I yeah. try to listen to the songs. It's really hard sometimes, but I loved the video. I loved the what was happening uh, in the video for the song. But the one thing that I thought about after listening to the whole song, it's like, man, as much as I love this right now, uh-huh. what, oh, am I going to love it? Like if I listen to a whole album of that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's one of those things where, um, Oh God, I can't even think straight. <laughs> but I, but the thing is Joe, I, I freaking love it. That So that's, I don't know if I would get tired of it. Because I'm also, I'm the guy that, like, if I find an album or even, like, a couple of songs from an artist, I'll listen to that stuff relentlessly. Yeah, I think my window for that is even more narrow than my tastes, which are already fairly narrow. So, like, I don't think this would be the one that I'm, like, have on repeat. But, uh, jeez, this is so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's the... There's like, there's a rawness in it that I really like. Yes. And and just like taking taking her voice to the brink of like growling, but in that same tone. I don't know. I, it is it is absolutely outside of my regular uh, sphere of listening. Yeah. Uh, but it's I I am I added it to like my list of songs to listen to like when I do need need something a little lighter and, and upbeat uh, which really surprised me like you're that really surprised me so i just pulled up the, the her wiki or I, is it her or them i don't know uh, da, 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 da. okay yeah it is i think she's 
Okay, Tony Watson, known professionally as Tones and I. So it is a yeah. single okay. uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, yeah, Australian chick. This is it, interesting. It, there, it, it sometimes falls into that category of female vocals that has become a, I don't want to say a cookie cutter or a mold, but has, but recurs like every five or six years, there's the same kind of vocal tendency in, in some female acts. Same thing happens with men's vocals too. Oh yeah, like in um, the in the late '90s, everyone was a, a Scott Stapp. There's also just something like really in your face and genuine about it that that really appeals to me. It doesn't feel like a really polished pop song to me. That's what I like about it. Yeah, when you were saying it was raw, what am I saying? It wasn't the way that some pop is just trite. You know, like we're gonna right. pu- push all your buttons and only do that. This was just like, no, just come yeah. on a little trip with me. You know. And just going to be myself, and you can either take it or leave it. And I I really dig that. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, – I, I gave this a, a thumbs up. I was pleasantly Same. surprised. Whenever I do this podcast with you, I get excited because I know there will be at least one song that, that I've never heard of and that I kind of fall in love with, and that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, and I'm trying to make the same thing happen for myself. I don't think it's happening – in exactly the same way it's happening with you because I guess the conceit for me here is that I just get to be purposely get to be the shithead I am about music instead of just yeah. like be at work and annoy people like every 10 minutes going, Oh, the song sucks. Like, yeah, you said that 10 minutes ago to some other song, you know, now you're doing something about it. Yeah. So the next one that really grabbed my interest, and this was just when I was cruising Billboard. The Weeknd has another, I guess, album coming out or whatever. He had a song, Blinding Lights. Did you like yes. that one? I listened to this one. I have conflicting thoughts on this one. Uh-huh. So, I think I told you recently, I because of a project I'm working on with another friend, I've been like balls deep in i'm gonna say let's start that again i've been <laughs> eyeballs deep <laughs> i've been i've been eyeballs deep in uh synth wave and yes. especially like dark darker synth wave stuff like absolutely loving it um and the side story for that i can tell you later on but um having said that so like i've been in this like synth wave uh sensibility lately so i really i got excited for what for you know what one part of this was Uh uh-huh but then it's it's too stereotypically 80s for me to to really get into does that make sense yeah i I think and i know it's purposeful like i know that's i know that's the shtick um but i just there was the same uh there was another song that did the same thing this time around i don't mind the music but the vocals the vocals were too much in the 80s for me and that's a weird i don't know i don't know if that even makes sense oh yeah i was gonna say because i maybe i i am less critical critical because i'm less knowledgeable on vocals i just get it's more of a gestalt thing there for me it's just like whether it works for me or not because i don't know and enough about that instrument so like here i I think I also have a, a strong positive bias with The Weeknd. It's just like he could be singing about, like, I murder and eat babies. And I'd be like, that is a catchy tune, man. You know? <laughs> I, 
I have do have to also say that one of my biases is that I'm I'm more drawn to music than I am lyrics. So that's one of the things that I do have. Um, I sometimes have to deal with when we when we do the podcast together. Yeah. So so vocally, like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a badass. Like, he's he's where he is because of what he does for sure. Yeah. It's just that track. Uh, I don't know. I just. Maybe I maybe I have to listen to it again. I don't know. First, my first impression, I was just like, I just I don't mind the music. I just want the music, and maybe it's because I've been listening to so much of that kind of music lately. Yeah, I think um, it's it's a little safe and poppy. It's a little kind of like not necessarily upbeat, but more just triumphant in tone than I think the darker stuff you would be listening to. So it's, right, it's not. Yeah hitting that button for you but like just for me not having been through what you were researching it was just a fresh callback to that i was like oh this is nice now i don't know if i could listen to this on repeat either because it's a little too monotonously happy yeah but uh it's fun yeah it's yeah it's fun and i think i think part of my and it's i think it's just a personal hang-up of mine but like i i feel like that that kind of music fits soundtracks or like I associate it with soundtracks. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Maybe I just need to, maybe, you know what? Anyone that's listening to this, to what I've just <laughs> said, maybe just like scratch the entire, my entire critique of this song and just go with, I give it like a, a thumb and a half up. So as much as like you want to rip on, on songs, that's like, that's Luke's, <laughs> That's as, as like hardcore as I can as I can rip on a song. Oh man, it's not you don't, my cup of tea. You don't get those ones that you're like, hey, I don't care how good the song is, but I've just heard it a million times, so I hate it by just that association. I have I don't get that as much as just so there is one track on the list that I heard and I was just like, man, why is this even a thing? Okay, and then I heard it in a freaking gas station. Uh, two days later, <laughs> had had never heard it, and then mm. let me guess, it was the hot girl bummer. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> you can experience disgust at a song. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because you were saying, oh, it's not my cup of tea. I'm like, no, I know you have stronger reactions than that. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's regarding that song. Mm-hmm. It's not my cup of tea is a reflection of just how that song is just like middle of the road for me. Like, it's just, it's not doing anything like super great. It's not doing anything super bad. It's just like, if that was on in the background, I probably wouldn't notice one way or the other. I'd just go about my business. And you're, um, you're referring to the weekend one, not to the, the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. But so, going beyond that's not my cup of tea into what the fuck is this? Yeah. Hot girl bummer. Is, is that for you? Yes. Okay, I gotta pull this shit up. I forgot what it sounds like. I just remember being like, no, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, it's so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember thinking. Uh, yeah, I remember being like, okay, I get the appeal, but it, it, it doesn't appeal to me now, and I don't know if it would have had I been exposed to it when I re- was the age of whatever the target audience is. Like, right? Is this a song for like bet- people between fifteen and twenty-five? And if so, I I, I didn't have the musical <laughs> wherewithal to I- I appreciate this then. 
I I feel like this. I don't know. I feel like target audience is like ten to twelve year olds. Like it's Ew, I really. Can't, no, I'm, it's I say that just because of the look. There's like one emotion that's being conveyed in this throughout this entire song, and and in a way that is way too aggressive for me to be considered um, a pop song that can that you'll just throw on the satellite radio in a you know gas station or or a department store or whatever yeah because you're gonna have to blank you're gonna have to censor I don't oh, know, yeah. half the song <laughs> yeah how did they censor that when you heard it it was just uh how was it it was just like kind of a mumble uh, you yeah it was just uh, you like they like i don't know if they bleeped it or just cut it just scrambled it yeah and i'm so to me like i'm all about artistic expression and whatnot but like to me (laughs) what's the point in writing a song with those lyrics if the message i don't know it's just like that message you know that that message is going to get get cut well even even though that the intention is still being still being relayed through the rest of the lyrics in the traditional uh method of music distribution i think that would have been more of a thing but now they just expect everyone's gonna get shit off like spotify i guess that's true yeah yeah you know what it also reminded me of was uh oh i can't think of their names limb biscuit had i don't i can't remember the name of the song it was on I don't know, hot dog flavored water album, but there was a song where they they say fuck like 42 times yeah. in the song, and he makes a reference to that, and like that mentality of like, oh, I'm an adult and I'm and I'm making music and I can say a word because I can say a word and that makes me super badass. Like that, I don't know if that's my age showing or be, I. I didn't like it when Limp Biscuit did it. I don't really oh. care for this one either. It's just uh Yeah, it's it's juvenile. Yeah. I'm I'm not the target audience. I don't and I've never really had that emotion about something or someone. So I don't I don't identify with that. So there's you know, there's that to, to consider. But Yeah, when I say it's juvenile, that's not to say that I am not also pretty juvenile about a great many things right. and you know uh, but yeah, what, when you say that you've not, you're not familiar with that feeling, I would agree with you. I think it's it's a little more modern of a an attitude toward dating and romance or whatever the hell there is now than I, either of us have experienced. And there's also so the other thing, and maybe I'm misreading the lyrics, but in an age where the Me Too movement exists, a song with that kind of like vengeful aggression at a at a partner seems completely out of place to me. You know I don't, what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does, but I think you're you're seeing it from the framework of of your own experience. I I, I, I so. think to a person in that position to say those words or sing that song, they don't have partners. They have, you know, they have hookups and or yeah. you know, and whether they're long-lasting or not, but you know, the people are so numerous they're disposable so you can you know hook up with someone for like a summer or a weekend or whatever and but when you get tired of them it's easy to just be like you know fuck you 
whereas I don't think you or I experienced that being Midwesterners from a small town and probably twice the age of the person who wrote this song, you know. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if that justifies anything, but that's like I I get where he's coming from. I just, like you said, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I, it's yeah, it's, it's not me at all. You know, so that one left somewhat of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I think it's probably time to take a sip of something else. Okay, sorry, that was not very clever. <laughs> I'm thirsty. No, no, um, yeah, I. I completely agree. There were a couple of others on the list. Adore You by Harry Styles. Did you get into that one? <laughs> I am so ashamed about this. Why? <laughs> I have this, like, it's an unbounded distaste for Harry Styles. Oh, okay. No Tell reason, me about this. No reason. No reason. But, but having said that, was a decent fan of the song. Okay. I... I don't know really how I feel about him as a guy. I mean, I think his music or I think his vocals are just beyond mediocre, but not like yeah. super great or anything. A, a close friend of mine who you know has a drag character, and and that character has a lot of like running gags about like being into new di- or One Direction, whatever the, the group that Harry Styles came <laughs> from. And then when Harry Styles went off as solo that you know the character just kept you know talking about oh harry he's the hot one or whatever i don't know <laughs> so like that's my only in is like harry harry's gonna be a joke to me first right so it's, it's hard to evaluate it yeah he seems on the same like he should be exist at the same seriousness level as justin bieber yeah like, and i'm so thankful that he's not justin bieber because i hate that piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah Especially yeah. with uh, his creepy 80s mustache going on now. Like, where did that right, come from? For real. Who, who, who told him, hey, you know what would fix your image? You know what would make you really stand out? Porn stash. Yeah, it's like, what are you, are you the ghost of James Franco's last bout of STDs or whatever? <laughs> like, what? Is... <laughs> I was in a, I thought you were going to say, is he like some mutated combination of james franco and freddie mercury like if they if you if they jumped into the um jeff goldblum's uh fly pod mustache mustache beaver would come out i i think you need to apologize to freddie mercury for even (laughs) mentioning him in the same sentence as any of that i remember being i mean it sounds like a lot of other songs yeah You've got just a pretty basic drum beat, pretty basic bass line. Yeah. Yeah, like, musically, it's not anything to write home about, but... This one... So this one... I had to listen to twice. Uh Uh-huh. And that's where I started, like, really falling in love with the song... And, but that doesn't, then I went back and listened again, and it's, it's one of those cases where, like, they, they make a story that kind of fits the song, but if you separate those two things, like, they can absolutely exist, uh, on their own. Like, they, I feel like you don't need the song to, to make the visual story work, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So then, so then I reevaluated the song. And I'm like, well, it's a, it's, a, it's just, a, it's a, it's a pop song. It's got, it's got a positive, 
hopeful, you know, hopeful angle to it. But yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics now, and I'm like, oh, this is just. I, I, maybe this is this is my buzzword for the pod or for the for the episode. Uh, this is trite. It's just like yeah. same. But I'd walk through fire for you. Okay. Right. Okay. So that was another thing I noticed about a couple of the songs that were on this list. There, there were some like heavy. There was heavy use of cliches and hyperbole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some song. Um, oh crap, I can't remember how the line goes. But there's this line in a song that I hear at work all the time about uh, how I, I'm better than Superman. I'm only a phone call away or something. I'm like, who who the fuck thinks that they can say they're better than Superman? How how do you exist without the fear of just like looking over your shoulder and seeing Superman go, really, buddy? You know. <laughs> I mean, I guess people just take advantage of the fact that Superman's a nice guy and right, won't like yeah. melt you for shit talking. He's he's not known for holding grudges or challenging people to to like thumb wars or anything. Because yeah, but yeah, song itself. I, I feel like the, yeah, theme for this week or this episode is just like. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it, this, and yeah, I just am like it's mediocre yeah he I, I will say okay harry styles voice pleasant was right. did i wish he wrote some better songs or whoever his writer is write some better songs sure could the music be better oh absolutely but yeah. like this is not the worst <laughs> musical crime so <laughs> that comes later in a segment <laughs> called helicopter full of chainsaws <laughs> when i air my god awful sense of taste <laughs> So I think that does it for the new pop. Now we can do a couple earworms. Did any in that list jump out at you? Well, actually, one of the the song that I was just talking about, "Salvation" by the Strumbrellas. Oh, fuck that song. <laughs> But yes, continue. <laughs> I mean, I uh, wish that song didn't exist, Joe. Definitely, it was an earworm for me. And so I had a... It was another case of making the mistake of watching the video. Yeah. Instead of listening to the song first. Um, because I, I liked the notion of the... Oh yeah, the great the I like video. The notion of the video, but yeah, like I don't, I'm not a fan of the song, but but I found myself humming it later on in the day after we after I'd listened to it. Ugh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not your fault. You didn't write it. No, you made me listen to it. But... I. This one is a true earworm in that it just, I hear it so many times and just burrows its way into my head because it has so many, like, competing things going on for me. Uh, First off, I have to say, I have a level of disgust because it's just goddamn hipster jangle shit that I just 
can't handle. Like, if you're from Brooklyn and you write music, just jump in the Hudson. I don't fuck. Yeah, I <laughs> don't care. Okay, I gotta stop listening to the song. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> it's so it really like more than a worm. Like it's a snake. Like it's his voice. It's that jangly, the jangly music. It just whines. It it whines. W i n d s and whines. W h i n e s. Yes. And it's not pleasant to me, but it gets in my head and won't go away. Yeah, I I his voice that is that's the least of the things that bothers me. Um. I'm bothered by the fact that I like the bass line. <laughs> I'm like, why is this is fun? And I don't want this to be fun because I hate every other aspect of the song. <laughs> um, like, go, go hang out with a cooler band bass. Well, and I think it's the, I, I don't, I didn't even see in the video if there was a bass player. I just, assumed, it sounded like a key bass from keys. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a keyboard. There's a keyboardist. To me, it was use of language and some of my own like religious baggage. I I don't like words that I remember growing up with being used. They were they were religious buzzwords. So when I hear them now, I don't understand the context that the guy's using them. So like he says, "Hey, you're my salvation." Salvation has a weird uh, I don't know from the culty bullshit I grew up with. I don't like the use of that word unless you're going to use it in like a very specific way. So I don't know what he's right. talking about. So that's an instant turnoff. But for that, like, to be the chorus, I, I just, I don't, I don't get the song. Are they, they're not, do they have roots as, like, a Christian rock band or something? I don't think so. And and if you try to read the lyrics, it doesn't, it doesn't go, it's, I don't think he's using it in a religious way at all, but I don't know what he's saying then. I, I, and I think that's the limitation of my religious baggage is that I can only understand it in that context. To that, it's only in a religious context. That word, yeah, I get that. I hadn't even thought about that. Or maybe that. If, if it was just a better written song lyrically, maybe then that wouldn't be so aggravating. If he if he had a very specific meaning about like what, okay, when you say "Hey now, kid, you are my salvation." If 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 I understood what that meant within this like story structure of the song, which there doesn't right. seem to be, because the it's all the first like several lines, it's all just like I do this, I like to do that. You know, it's all first. Well, first person stuff i'm like what you're not even you're not telling a tale what is happening so that's another example this whole the song and video i think is another example of the content being kind of vacuous or weak just like just strong enough to like get a foot tapping you know like a record exact was like oh yeah that'll that'll get the kids dancing but there's no like genuine there's no like real emotion to the song it's just words strung together so then Let's put emotionally driven images of families and friends being together to supplement the emotion that is missing from the song. Does that make sense? Am I deconstructing just the basic concept of making a music video? That might be. <laughs> I mean, yes, but uh, my brain is. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry. While you were saying that, I was I, I was listening, but I also pulled up their wiki to figure out what's going on and it says the strumbrellas dumb fucking name are a rock band from canada whose music has been described as alternative country indie rock and gothic folk and i just want to die having read that <laughs> yep so there you go there's so so to back up what i just said there's there's like my apologies to the, the people in this band sorry not sorry but like there's nothing <laughs> There's nothing there. If you have to yeah. use that many, you know, that many random descriptors to describe how how your your 
band operators? Well, now they didn't say it w- they were self-described as, but I I will take your point. But if uh, other yeah. people, ha- yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we uh, other people have no idea what you're about, and they have to make right. up shit to describe you. <laughs> also, gothic folk? I mean, I want to laugh, because I want to hear what gothic folk is in a pure sense, but I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do with these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I hear that, I just imagine a bunch of gnomes wearing, like, black, <laughs> wearing... Real, Wearing black with like spiked uh, chokers and playing little mandolins and acoustic guitars. Oh man, that's my that's my gothic folk. Band. Wow. I think I'm gonna start that band. Yeah, you should. Also, bonus points to the English teacher and you for using the word vacuous. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> Did any others on that list stand out to you? Raging Fire is one that got me mad right off the bat. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me pull that shit up. I think we've discovered the real, like, the core um, antithesis to our musical tastes is the it, hipster rock pop. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, yeah. Same, same sort of thing. Uh, jangle pop again. Um, I wrote in my notes confusing tone what i mean by that is okay a the title raging fire and then right. some of the lyrics it's it's like this is this should be okay the music we listen to like metal and stuff that's what this should be why is it this <laughs> it uh i mean i think he's using it more the flame and fire metaphor in a in a sense of like passion or love or right. maybe something vaguely religious I don't know but like I think what you and I are traditionally used to is like you know get in the pit and fuck it up or whatever yeah. you know it's like that yeah, yeah you know and, and you know not in a destructive sense but just like hey <laughs> if you want your if you want to let your, your energy out come let's let's play around here right now but like this sounds like the stuff you'd go into like a 90s like church like contemporary worship and (laughs) we have bongos and shit like whatever it so the thing that made me mad first was the the list of just it's like they were just pulling phrases out of um they were just like pulling idioms and, and cliches like out of the out of a list and throwing them in as lyrics to their song. Like the first, I don't know, five or six lines just seemed like really obvious cliches to me, and it bugged me that like that's that's how you're starting your songwriting for for this track. Um, and then musically, it just it. It's a knockoff of like the Mansion Dragons. Yeah. And uh, what is, who's the band that did? Was it Little Lion Man? I don't know. But just there's this whole subgenre that is exactly what this song is. I, I don't know. I guess there are people that that really uh, like to like you know, this song. Sh- the music is all wrong. Like this, Slipknot should be singing this. Like, <laughs> so you're really like 
it's that discrepancy between lyrics and music that are really bugging you. That's a confusing tone. Like, what are you saying? You are telling me two different things. You should find a metal band and just have them do a cover of this song. Yeah. That and who is Philip Phillips? I gotta figure out what this band is all about. I I asked my wife if it is the. Um, spiritual successor of Wilson Phillips, but I think I was wrong. Did she give you some side-eye for that one? Yeah. (laughs) He won the 11th season of American Idol? Okay, just no. Then you... He he couldn't possibly have written this for himself. Someone just handed this to him and like, oh, yeah. Here's here's words you sing. Do. Do it. Hey, Here's, here's some strips we pulled out of a couple of uh, newspaper articles, magazines. Just put these words together. Make a thing. I, I'm, I'm assuming the guy can read, but, you know, you've won. Now it's time to go to the studio and do some work. It's like, oh, I've never written a song before. <laughs> well, pull a song out of a hat. Here you go. Okay. I just read this, and are you sure I can pull this off? Oh, yeah, you won American Idol. You can pull off anything. But this uh. sounds like uh, I'm mad. No, no, no! You're a happy singer. You sing happy, happy sing. I don't know. I'm turning into Eddie Izzard. I don't want to listen to that song anymore. Yeah, no, that's Magic by Mozilla. I think is the one that I was thinking of when we were talking about the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one makes me me super mad too. It's one part pleasant and like four parts super annoying. (laughs) Yeah, this is one. I think I think we're going on four years now that I've heard this on a daily basis. This this act this one song. Yes, and I. Oh no. Yeah, it's been around that long. The video, at least, was posted in two thousand nine. I don't know when the song was actually released. Oh, also two thousand nine. So yeah, it's been around a minute. But goddamn, if it's not annoying. I mean, it starts off you're like. Oh, was this going to be oh. like a weird, uh, okay, girl pop stuff, okay, whatever. And then it just, car right off the cliff. Because <laughs> she, all she's talking about is like, everything I see is, it's, okay, you know that, yeah. s- that song from the Lego movie that everything is awesome? Yeah. This is yeah. that on like, girl power crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so this isn't the song I was thinking of when we were talking about The weekend, but yes, this one made me mad as well. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, God. Do you remember the Insane Clown Posse song where they were talking about... Let me just say you know, no. <laughs> they were talking about magic. Oh, I don't know. It, like, they were talking about all of these things that have, like, very scientific... Like explanations. Oh, I thought you were but, going to refer to fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> well, yeah. So yes. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought of when I was listening to this song. It's like this girl doesn't understand mag- doesn't understand magnets. Like that. She goes to she goes to her fridge and is in utter awe of how all of those pictures are staying up on the on the refrigerator door. Yeah, but on a more dangerous, psychotically happy level. Like, this song is too cheerful. Why? 
like just relentless optimism and and just it's that rose-colored glasses to the extreme where i mean yeah you there can happy songs can exist and you can be happy but that is a fleeting momentary thing but to just have this song be like this is how i present to the world to where i will never see anything that is makes me unhappy or even slightly annoying everything is gorgeous and i licked the flower i don't know what's happening well I don't think I launched the the video long enough. <laughs> I just no. So like, I'm I'm not opposed to a to a positive song like "Believe right. You're Me." Right. Right. Uh, but the it's the whole like this song. You know. This song is an acid trip inside of happiness, and I <laughs> and I'm terrified. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson is stuck inside a Barney suit running around in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think to, the things that, well, one, just that's not a chorus to me. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Well, I hate I hate filler words in songs, too. Sorry, I had yeah. to shut that off. Uh, yeah, anytime you're like, Ah, oh, oh, oh! I'm like just yeah. saying fucking words, dude. Right? Yeah. Go grab a thesaurus. I mean, or um, if you don't need to sing here, let one of the other instruments. If your voice, yeah. if you've run out of things for it and your dumb face to say, then <laughs> someone do a drum fill or a you know someone's got a little guitar solo or something. But just no, me, me, beep up, boop up, beep. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, knock it off. Throw some tambourine, throw some some cowbell. Hey, this is Joe's brother, Zach, and I'm here to play Pop Quiz. The conceit of the whole podcast is that I'm really ignorant or narrow-minded when it comes to music, so the pop quiz segment is used to either educate me or highlight my ignorance. So I was hoping that you could fill in and serve that role, because I know you you like to challenge me on musical tastes. One of my favorite things you ever did for me was, you may have still been in school, you burned me a CD called You Don't Know Everything, two volumes worth. I liked the way that challenge was issued. My first one, I'm pretty sure, that you do not like Andrew WK. I think I just don't get Andrew WK. I've tried to listen to him actually a little bit more recently, and it's while it's not for me, I don't find it objectionable really. It's just weird. <laughs> okay, that's I think that's fair. He is definitely a weird a weird artist and a weird person. He has this sort of mythos about him where he is actually multiple people playing the role of Andrew WK. Yeah, I, I heard that conspiracy theory. Do you put any stock in that? No, no, not at all. But it's amazing that he, you know, has cultivated that sort of persona, that that's something that people even discuss about him. <laughs> anyway, the, the song that I was going to point out was Ever Again. Uh, it's... I think his most recent single and it's very uplifting and hopeful like and more so than the rest of his stuff no well, some of his stuff is like the stuff that got radio play obviously was about like partying and having fun and a lot of his other songs are kind of have a positive message too but some of them are like oddly depressing like i don't know some some of his songs are kind of dark but yeah i'd say in general he has a pretty uplifting message but this one in particular i don't know it's just very light and fun and not really what 
it typically comes from him, but for some reason it's really peppy and it just it's an earworm. It definitely gets in your head. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's still got that same, um, what I've been told is called cock rock. <laughs> it's just, it's got that same uh, feel to it, but it's, as you listen to the lyrics, he's just very like, you know, things are going to get better, and this is, I don't know, it's just really, really heartfelt. Now, with your appetite for music or your particular emotional needs when engaging with music, do you have the habit of listening to a song on repeat? Um, usually no. Um, I might like make a small playlist uh, and play that on repeat, but actually I haven't done that in years. Okay. Um, but yeah, I used to just make like, uh, like five or eight tracks playlist i just listen to that on repeat so you wouldn't necessarily like listen to this multiple times in a day even if not consecutively yeah Mm. yeah this is fun i would have to like get into it and like digest the lyrics but just surface wise it's uh I, I can see the upside of this. I like this. <laughs> what is your opinion of Andrew WK? I mean, I don't know enough about him. Uh, I'm I'm ki- kind of interested in that whole conspiracy theory about him being multiple people. I, I don't know how shit like that starts, but it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> if it's more, if it's further than just a persona and an actual character, I would find that more interesting. But if it's just like a persona i there's some level of interest there but like i don't know how much of an appetite i would have for it unless there were a bit more of a storytelling element not really <laughs> nah yeah yeah i think my, my needs f- regarding music are very weird i need like the the troubadour or the balladeer to like really spin me a yarn <laughs> so if he's if he's just okay. you know throws a party on stage and it's fun i could i'll see that once but i i I don't know how much of my life it would take up i got uh, a band in mind but i don't know how much you were into punk when we were in high school i know i was pretty into it and i was pretty self-absorbed so i don't really remember what you were uh, listening to at the time did you get much into the the punk uh, the punk music i mean i did i in in fact, at that time, I I was still so you know churchy and soft that like I found metal really unpalatable and and did until my mid to late twenties. So yeah, punk was especially that you know like cheesy Christian punk that we grew up listening to. That was all that I could really stomach. So like yeah, I, I there was a time when I loved like MXPX and I, I don't remember who else, but you know those guys. I'm not one for nostalgia, but. If anything's going to make me kind of nostalgic, that will. So did you ever get much outside of the, the Christian? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love Dead Kennedys, Dead Milkman or whatever they're called. No FX. Hate the Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't get into uh, this particular band until college. But it, it still very much reminds me of that high school, college era where I was very much in my head and all about like 
these emotions that I didn't know how to express, like, especially regarding uh, my relationships with women. <laughs> and this particular band really scratched an itch in that regard. Have you ever listened to the song My Friend Peter by Alkaline Trio? I've heard of the Alkaline Trio, but no, I'm not familiar with that song. Is that what you're pitching? Yeah, I, I guess along with like half of their other songs, it's kind of like a breakup song. And it just, every time I hear it, it just takes me back to those those heartbreaks that I had with minor relationships with women that didn't that went awry and I would have to retreat back to some punk music to make me feel okay okay and I didn't remember Alkaline Trio being punk or are they not necessarily but they, this was a punk effort yeah they're very pop punky they're more on the like blink I guess the, more on the MXPX end oh, of the okay. spectrum yeah that's fun Definitely nostalgic. Yeah. Oh, I may have heard this. probably at least heard an Alkaline Trio song, and I gotta admit, a lot of them sound pretty similar. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, this is... If I've not heard it, I feel like I've heard it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And it's, it's very sad white boy music, which was, you know, right, my it, it was my jam for a long time. <laughs> yeah, mine too, for a little too long. <laughs> Oh, that does take me back. I don't. I can't put names to any of the things that I remember being there as that type of crutch. But like, I don't like. I don't have any connection to it anymore. So like, yeah, I'll have after to... you forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't remember those silly things. Yeah, man. What else you got? You may actually enjoy, but I don't think you you like this type of metal. Okay. Have you heard the song "Necrotizing Fasciitis"? by becoming the archetype uh no i've heard of the band are they they're british i'm thinking architects how would you classify this this style of metal it's the uh i believe it's called gent i'm fairly familiar with gent but as kind of more of a term of derision for metal that was yeah, a little too simple the the context that i was trying to bring up i guess okay how what are your feelings on gent as a phenomenon i love that like that chunky feeling guitar even though it's all it's very simple and not what metalheads are looking for when they're looking for like really complex stuff it's just very you know bare metal bare bare bones yeah. it's it's a very distinct texture that i think satisfies but it's not particularly complicated as art i think this band is mostly sort of the a, a very low quality or it's not very, you know, complicated metal. It's all very fast and chunky, I guess. That's how I describe it. I'm not very familiar with all the, uh, you know, ins and outs of all the metal genres. But I know that you uh, very much appreciate, like, really complicated guitar work and... Yeah, progressive stuff. Yeah. Like, lyrical storytelling and... And uh, you can barely understand what he's saying. <laughs>
Okay, so what? What? Uh, how does this satisfy you? Uh, it's just in your face. Um, just it comes out swinging, and it slows down a little bit, but then it picks up at the end again. It's just very like visceral. Yeah, the, when you said it was going to be genty, I I didn't think it would be like this aggressive. Like this has flavors of like death metal to it. Um, I, I definitely see kind of the gent tone is there, but like I think this is more complicated than that. I don't. I think I I don't know if I could enjoy this without a few <laughs> more listens. Because uh, I I. I discussed this with Luke and, and definitely with Charlie that the the vocals are usually the, the one hang up that takes me the longest to get over to get into a group. But there's so much the, instrumentally. There's a lot of fun going on here. You know, I bet this would be fun live. Oh uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, it's what do you call it? Uh, just. Yeah, just it's the percussion's pretty brutal. It's nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna fade that out. Uh, was that a favorite of yours from that group? Yeah, I think that was one of the first songs I heard of theirs. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I don't know. It just really that song in particular really stuck out to me. Yeah, that's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being available. Yeah, no problem. What's that sound? What's that that screaming, churning, chunky sound that I hear? Did you want to talk about because we we had in the weeks leading up to this recording talked about Sepultura releasing a new album? Oh yeah. Did you okay. have anything you want to say about that? So I have I have metal shame. Um, Metal shame. Metal shame. Because, so, I was a fan of Sepultura back in the 90s and um, was, like, really into Chaos AD and Roots, like, hardcore. And then when they split, I followed uh, Max Cavalera into Soulfly and got into Soulfly for years. And, like, and basically just abandoned any... Sepultura after that I was just like if it doesn't have them I'm not interested because I really I liked his style and especially what he started to, what what he had started doing in, in the Roots album and into um, the first couple of Soulfly albums I was really into that that style so fa- fast forward to our conversation and I was not even aware that Sepultura was coming out with a new parrot had come out with a new album. Oh. I had I didn't even know. Like it wasn't even on my radar. Oh man, I'm sorry. So so I was like, oh well that's cool. So I went and, and uh gave it a listen. There is one song on that track that I have listened to a lot since since we had that conversation. Okay. So we're talking about Quadra. Was that Agony of Defeat? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Agony of Defeat fell in love with that song. And then, I think it's Fear, Pain, Chaos, Suffering. That one features the singer from one of my other favorite bands, Far From Alaska. Yeah. As soon as she started singing, I was like, holy shit. But they're, I should have known. They're they're all from Brazil. Yeah. I hadn't even connected that. 
Um, so yeah, I like that was such a that was like a great surprise from you telling me about that album coming out because it was and I felt so bad having been a Sepultura fan <laughs> from back then that I had had no clue. Love that album. I mean, you you're allowed to be a purist about some things. I mean, that's just <laughs> the reality of fandom, right? Well, I think what happened is I went, I, I got to see Soulfly live at a small venue, like right after they had come out with the with their first album, and was just like all all into that, and yeah, just like totally got Sepultura snobby. <laughs> But yeah, I should have been like it's. I, so then I've gone back and listened to the other albums that they put out since then. And like, I wasn't a big huge fan of the the first couple after Max, but then was able to find the same way I do on this podcast. Started finding songs that that I did that I did like. So it just it was another uh, like little wing of my metal mansion that I got to explore. Yeah. So there's no shame in that. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> They're not like a band I've ever been like a super huge fan of, but I appreciated the, some of the sound that they helped develop. But I was like, oh, okay, I might check that out. I was not, I didn't really have any stake in it. But then, knowing that I was going to record with you soon, I, was, I thought I'd mention it to you and gave it a listen. And yeah, it's it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I like the direction that they've gone. Yeah. It was a, that was the other thing I meant to say is just like I like how they grew beyond what they were like there was a period of time where you could tell that it was kind of it was a transition and then you kind of locked into this like oh this is this is what the Sepultura sound is now like there are elements of what was but there are, ele- there are newly added elements that, that I was a big fan of yeah it's like they feel like they've like they're done transitioning like they have a a, a solid coherent identity again and it and it's a, it, it's added value or whatever it's just like the, yeah. the one last synergistic element that really just takes them into something good you know right so what what so else you, is in the helicopter one from um Isan or Ishan I'm, I'm yes. never been sure how to pronounce that do you know who that dude is he's the lead singer of uh Emperor which is uh yes. Like a, a classic Norwegian death metal or black metal, yes. Um, very distinctive, like high keening death scream. Hit. So, we I started listening to this with my wife, uh-huh. and this first part, she's like, oh, "Oh, what is that sound? Oh, what what is that? That's oh, that's just grating." I was like, "That's just a droning guitar." Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, this song was a lot of, a lot of fun. It's a, it's a little, a little monotonous. I will, yes, that was what I was. That was one of the things I was going to say. Is there's some monotony, and then I think I've discovered the line where like my metal tastes kind of start to diverge from yours. It's like I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the throat screams yeah but yeah this is a bit much but it's also a bit fun you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of the cases where i wish there was an option like in whatever listening apparatus i might be using or or app or whatever 
uh, that you could like separate the vocals from the music and like just focus on the music. Yeah. And have have like an instrumental version of this pop song or yeah. this metal song or whatever. Because I do, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of of it musically. I just get I I get uh, I I will tell you I, again. I don't know if this is just how I've changed from a few years ago, but. Like it, it starts to give me anxiety. Like the screaming does. Yeah. Yeah, that the Charlie has the biggest, the, the hardest time with that too. She's like, there's so much instrumentally that is maybe I could appreciate, but I can never get past that that voice. And I'm like, I did somehow some of the time, but yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I'll I'll say that it kind of gives me anxiety but i'll sit and i'll listen i mean i i prefer this over like that magic song any time of the day oh certainly you know drug the energy level to the ground no sorry <laughs> i i'm dragging because like cat just took a shit like right outside this room and i'm like trying oh, to God. think about anything oh. else <laughs> i want to play one goofy song for you and then i think we gotta wrap it up yep the same i think i've played um, Andy Rayfelt for you before. He's a session artist from LA who just like in his downtime just writes goofy songs. Okay. Yeah, I I remember. Yeah. I just thought this. Uh, he just has such great craft for even like simple songs, you know. Yeah. Trying to Facebook me? Oh. That's rare. down here in the middle yeah fun times that's awesome yeah i don't know this guy just cracks me up will, will you send me a link to that one will do i'm gonna do it right this second because this is this guy's too good wait oh no i just did i just I report this <laughs> all right man i i gotta clean a cat box and hit the hay so all right um yeah go ahead and do uh do an intro without me yeah that's cool i'm sure i'll here here you go Thanks, Joe. It's good to be back. I need you to insult me. <laughs> oh, hey, you son of a bitch. It's good to be back. 